Welcome to Space to Floor NBA Podcast. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flannery. This is our 28th official episode. Today, I just wanted to bring one or two arguments that we've had over the past year and just kind of bring it to the mic. And the first one we're going to do is Kyrie versus Russell Westbrook because yeah. he's like a, a Kyrie stan. Like, he just, he, like... You can't, you can't see it, obviously, but my home screen on my computer right now is... Kyrie Irving in a Knicks uniform, an edit that someone made it for an article about Kyrie might sign with the Knicks this off season. <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that's that's kind of what I'm talking about, and yeah. I would say, I think, I, I guess we're going to be talking about who's like the better player. But I always like kind of hate to do that, but mm-hmm. at least like at least they're the same position because I hate it's like yeah. it's like oh yeah, is like Westbrook better than Nikola Jokic? Like, like like it's who, very like, hard to compare that. that right? Yeah, yeah, but. I think we can go and say, like, who's the better player, but also who, just who would you, ra- like, in the context of the playoffs, who would you rather have on your team? I guess sort of, like, we're talking about who would you rather be the guy that's going to, like, spearhead your franchise's run into the playoffs and, and a run at, a cha- at the championship. That's a good way sort to of say move, more, Who's more valuable to that playoff success, I guess. Um, and so, I think part of my argument for Kyrie, specifically in the context of the playoffs, would be that despite, I guess, the argument that's been made this year that maybe like the Celtics might be better without Kyrie on the floor, that um, maybe Kyrie's not the best leader, I still think that he's a former champion and that his f- playoff experience um, is, ver- is very valuable. And I think that like even though Westbrook has made it to the conference finals before, I don't think you can say the same things about his playoff success as you can about Kyrie's because uh, even in like that 2016 finals run when LeBron was very clearly the best player in that team, they still went to Kyrie, you know, in the, in the game, in okay. game seven, like the end of the game, you know, and in that, in that final play, uh, that, that final series, Kyrie is his, his importance to that team could not be understated. So I think that like he has been there in that, championship in that championship spot and he left that to go be the guy on his own team but i think that that but that experience is still very valuable. Is, i would also say neither have neither of these guys have won a playoff series as the best player on their team i i agree with that which is kind of bizarre to be talking about like that was like those probably the second and third best point guards in the league yeah that neither of them have won a playoff series with curry being the best but also i think that naturally that Kyrie would have last year had he been playing. You know, I like, mean, do you think I they would never? I'm playing, I'm playing, I'm playing. Because they won without him. You okay, know, and, so you have to make the you have to make still. the argument there that Kyrie's that they're better without Kyrie. Which, like, I guess you could make that argument, but I would disagree with it. Okay, I don't. Since, um, I don't think anyone sincerely believes that the Celtics are a better team without Kyrie, Kyrie Irving than they are, are with. There are people making that argument. Okay, I don't know, but I, I would say like I'm a believer in this. I think that. The Celtics are not as bad of a team without Kyrie Irving as, as one might think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that kind of leads you to the question of how good and how valuable is, is Kyrie Irving. However, I would also say, this almost sounds like I'm arguing for him, but like, I think part of it is that this team, they have so many shot creators that they won't miss Kyrie Irving, as opposed to like maybe another team would. Yeah. So you're saying basically because this team has so many guys who can create their own shot, you kind of don't need Kyrie's like elite yeah. offensive like facilitator. Also, that's that's what I want to say. Like Kyrie Irving, he he's a shot creator. That's what he does. Sure, he like yeah. he can technically play off ball because he has a pretty good three point jump shot. However, 
that's not really what you want him for. That's not what he brings to the table. And that's really all he can do. He can catch the ball, take six dribbles, and get a layup. I would, I would say Westbrook, on the other hand, can do more than that. He can, like, while he can, like, go and miss jump shots, he can also just, like, bring more than just scoring to the table. Yeah, but... So do you mean on, on the offensive end, on the defensive end? Like I was talking more on offense. On offense being, like, his playmaking... Yeah, but I would I would argue though, this is this is my opinion obviously, but I would argue that Kyrie is a more versatile offensive player than Russell Westbrook, and maybe more than like just about anybody in the league. When you talk about Kyrie and his ability to score and his ability to pass and his ability to create his own shot, create shots for others, to do everything on the offensive end, like there's not many players who have that kind of arsenal on the offensive end of the floor. I don't think he's like this huge distributor. Where are you getting this from? I mean, he's averaging seven assists this season, right? And throughout his throughout his career, like okay, like he hasn't been like the like uh, an elite playmaker, I guess, like at least on the like the stat sheet. But like at the same time, his role has most of the time just been like go and get your buckets, not so much like run the offense. Because when he was on the Cavs before LeBron, it was just him, like no one else is scoring the ball. And then all of a sudden, when you do have LeBron. They're running the offense through LeBron, and even though Kyrie's the point guard, it was more like he's playing off ball, and like in the big games, LeBron's the one bringing the ball up the court and being the being the one passing and running the offense. I think that's where Kyrie Irving's best. I do. I I agree with that, and I think that the Celtics don't necessarily like have any guy other than Kyrie that's like an elite like who can bring the ball up the court, handle and like distribute the ball, run the point forward quite the way that like. LeBron can not that really like anybody can really do that but like Jason Tatum Jalen Brown like are very very good already and will continue to get better but they're also more like scorers shot creators right now than than passers so I also think that like this whole this whole Celtics system doesn't exactly fit Kyrie perfectly because I think that he's a little bit of like a score first guy kind of being held responsible for the entire offense. Then why are you, then why are you out here saying like he's this like really good distributor? If you just I don't like, I don't think I think that he is a very not, good. I think he's, he's I think he really is a like, very good distributor. If he's not suited or capable for it, I think he's a very good distributor. But part of the problem is that he's also their number one scorer, and I don't think it's always the best to have the guy that has to do that has to be the guy to pass to an open. Like if he's the guy that has to make the passes to all the open shots. You know, okay, there's going to be guys where there are going to be times where Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown will get the ball on the wing and they'll create their own shot and go get a bucket. But if Kyrie Irving is the guy who has to be going off screens, be passing around, and he has to be the one that's creating the whole offense, except in those ISO situations, then he's not really at his best in terms of like the score first role. But it's Russell not ideal. Can do both. It's not. It's not time. ideal to have your number one score bring the ball up the court and being the only, like, very good distributor. Because I think that, like, Steph Curry, for example, right? He brings the ball up the court, and for a long time, he was the number one scorer on the Warriors. He still might be, but it's like him and Kevin Durant, I guess, are pretty equal. But, like, guys like Draymond Green, then, were also very capable distributors, and and the Warriors share the ball so well that it wasn't so much a problem that you could still have Curry coming off a screen and someone being the one passing it to him. Um, I just don't think the Celtics quite have that same playmaking ability around Kyrie so when Kyrie's bringing the ball up the court you're asking him to do everything 
it's like my argument is you can ask Russell Westbrook to do everything. I don't. I think I, you but, can. But also, I would argue that the only times that that the you, you said so Russell Westbrook's never won a playoff series when he's the only when he's the number when he's the best player on the on the court. Yeah, and to be fair, and he's, like he's only had that for like one season. Yeah, in his career and, last and, season. And but I also think like like this season. Russell Westbrook's got Paul George, and before it was Kevin Durant. No, it wasn't. And like, no, the year before it was him dragging that team to the sixth seed. The last year, I'm saying this year. I'm saying yeah, this okay, year. yeah, this year it's Paul George. This year, it's, this year it's Paul I'm George. Saying, I'm last saying year. the last year Russell Westbrook won MVP when he didn't have anyone on his team. Two years ago. Last year was James. Harden. Oh, yeah, okay, two yeah. years ago. Yeah. Two yeah two years ago he didn't have anyone on his team, mm-hmm. and we saw that Russell Westbrook, like if if you're saying like put Kyrie Irving in this vacuum where he has no one else and he has to be the primary shot creator and the distributor i'm saying russell westbrook when he had that situation he won the most valuable player award yeah but they were also like they were six they were six seed when they particularly but they didn't belong in the playoffs in my opinion i'll go back to the season but in terms of their roster yeah yeah that's probably fair like they probably weren't exactly so how can you say how how can you kind of denote that performance just of Russell Westbrook just I'm saying, like hey they didn't make it to the second round because they lost I'm to the I'm saying Rockets. that Russell Westbrook if anything like Russell Westbrook except for that season hasn't been the primary scorer okay, for not, that neither is, team neither is Kyrie Irving yes he has I'm saying this season Kyrie is the primary scorer okay but before that or, last like, season he was the he okay, was the primary before scorer before that before that, ex- except the, the seasons where he was on the same team as LeBron. Okay, He's so been the, the primary his, scorer for his, his entire career. The four seasons with LeBron have been his like most important NBA seasons. His most... What do you mean by most important? Most, his most, most successful. Most, play, sure. most playoff success. Statistically, also, I would say so. But... He's playing with the best player in the world. Of course, he's gonna. It's gonna be his best. Okay, season. but like, you can't just be out here saying, "Oh, Westbrook's things don't count because he's like not." I never said they don't count. What? What do you wait? What do you think about? Wait, wait, I'm confused. Like, what do you think my argument is? No, I'm. You're you're saying that? Oh, what? Russell Westbrook has only been the best scorer on his team once. Yeah, and so then we can't have this. We can't really say. I'm saying that if, if that he's Kyrie like has, really that good I'm when he that, put him with a bunch of guys who are worse than him. And I'm saying no, you can because he did it in 2015, uh, in 2016, 2017, and averaged a 30 point triple double. I never said that Westbrook uh, that Westbrook can't be that good when he's the only guy on the court. We that we were discussing, and I, no, I'm, I'm saying, saying I'm, I'm saying though that that Russell Westbrook for the vast majority of his career has been the guy. Uh, has has hasn't been the guy both on scoring the basketball and passing the basketball. No, I'm saying, I'm Kyrie saying that that one season where he won MVP, he did. That's what I'm saying. Yes, and that's true. Exactly. And I'm not arguing. So I'm, no, yeah, but that's one season. Yeah, and that's an MVP season. That's an MVP season, and I don't want to be the guy who's like stat padding, you know, and whatever. But like, I also think that in that for Russell Westbrook, I don't think that like the stats really say like tell the full story because like. He's also taking every shot. Has got the ball like that was like the second highest usage percentage like ever on that in like in that season. Like of course he's gonna put up huge numbers, right? I don't think that like that's a fantastic any like just because he averaged like thirty one points and like eleven assists doesn't mean that like it was you know that it was like a, a, a perfect season. You know like he put up the numbers sure, but I'm not sure. But it wasn't like it was translating to this incredible success. I, I'm I just think that. You can't like I think my argument stands that Russell Westbrook, when he is the best, when he is primary 
when, when he's primarily responsible for scoring the basketball and facilitating, talking back to, like, can Kyrie Irving yeah. do the same thing? I think he is one of the best, like, top two I, off the top of my head, yeah. in the league at being that primary scorer and primary facilitator. And I, I think that that holds a lot more value than Kyrie Irving's just primary scoring I'm up saying, until this season. I'm saying, well, Kyrie Irving, I think you would agree with me, is a better sco- is a more versatile scorer than Russell Westbrook. More efficient, can score from all point, from all areas of the floor, and can create his, get a bucket basically at will. I agree. There's, I don't think there's... Kyrie is mo- one of the most unguardable one-on-one players well, in the league. I think Russell Westbrook is also one of the most unguardable one-on-one players in the league. They're just there for different yes, reasons. Yes, yes. But I think, like, when you go... When your team is like, okay, we need a bucket, like, there's n- almost no one in the league you would take over Kyrie, and I think you would take Kyrie over Russell Westbrook. In terms of go get a bucket. Yes. Like, I, th- I think there's a difference there, but, like, it's not that much compared to what, uh, and, like, the things that Russell Westbrook does outside of scoring definitely outweighs that. Like, the man can go and get 30. Like, I know he's taking, like, a lot of the shots, but even, yeah. even this season, he's averaging, what, like, 28 points? 29 20, points? Like, 23. This season? Yes, 23.2 on 28%, or 29% from three and 43% from the field. Whereas Kyrie is averaging... 24, but on 40% from three and almost 50, and 49, almost 50% from the field. So that's part of my point is like, I think just purely in terms of scoring, and also Kyrie is shooting 6.4 three point attempts per game this season, shooting 40%. Whereas, and that, which is one more attempt than Westbrook, he's shooting five and a half on 20, like 29%. Shooting five and a half threes per game on 29% efficiency, that's just not very smart basketball and i think that's also part of it it's like as great of a facilitate facilitator and score as westbrook can be i also like Kyrie's iq and ability to like and it, it, i have more confidence going down the court that Kyrie is going to make the right play than i do with westbrook for me I, it's sort of a weird thing but like for me every time i watch westbrook take it take the ball down the court i'm not confident like that he's going to do the that he's going to make the right play it's kind of a weird thing, but I always am like, okay, at any point, he could just decide to pull up from, like, five feet behind the arc, brick a three, and, like, and then, and then it's, like, yeah. the other half of possessions, it's, like, he looks like yeah. the best, like, the best player on the court, and you're, like, okay, this is, like, such two, like, polar opposites, so I think, I think the consistency with Westbrook is part of the reason, like, I have trouble watching Westbrook, and I, I tweeted about that once, like, during the All-Star game, but, yeah, I saw that, <laughs> but, uh, to me, like, I enjoy watching Kyrie play more, so I'm bl- I'm biased. Okay, I've seen Kyrie that have has more- no room here. Yeah, okay, okay. but I we'll but I have seen we've seen Kyrie have more success. I think that Kyrie is a better scorer, a more versatile scorer, more efficient scorer than Russell Westbrook. I will give Russell Westbrook the edge in the in playmaking because I think that Russell Westbrook shoulders a lot more of the load in playmaking. Just, and is, and is, you know, just like the edge, not like you know, like. Averaging ten assists for the past three seasons. Yeah, yeah, no, not, like, like that's, that's not, definitely yeah, not like top two in the NBA in assists for the past three or four seasons. But I also don't think averaging like, ten point three or more for the past but also, four seasons. The ever since KD yeah, left. Yeah, yeah. But I also don't think like every time the ball comes down the court, it's in Russell Westbrook's hands. And I don't think that's always true for Kyrie because I think that the the Celtics are giving it are are sharing the ball a lot more than that. Like. I think that if you looked, if you just look at like 
But then the ball, the ball's in Paul George's hands. Yes, but it goes through Russell Westbrook. It's in Russell Westbrook's hands, passing it to Paul George, who gets the bucket. And the thing is, like, I think that Kyrie, it's more oftentimes, like, Kyrie brings the ball down the court, and it turns into, like, an ISO, and then someone goes and scores, instead of, like, Kyrie being the one to pass it to, like, I don't think it always has to, it always runs through Kyrie as much as it always runs through Westbrook. And maybe that speaks, you could argue that that speaks to his, to Russell Westbrook's playmaking more than it speaks to Westbrook's. But I think that the Billy Donovan's offense for, like, those last three years has basically been give Russell Westbrook give Russell Westbrook the ball and like figure it it out because he can do it because he can do it but also that's not a very effective game plan I think in general like have they made it work yes and that and does that make Russell Westbrook's stats look fantastic yes but like is it a a completely like fair indicator of like how good he is in comparison to Kyrie I don't really think so because like if you gave that same situation to Kyrie right now I don't know that he would put up 10 and a half assists per game, but I think that if you put Kyrie with the ball that much, like he could still make plays happen. He could still put the ball in the basket. I think that you can run your offense through Kyrie, even though he's more of a score first kind of guy than Russell Westbrook is. Like, I think that every time, here, I'll put it this way. Every time Kyrie gets the ball, he's looking to, he's looking at the basket and he's like, how can I beat my defender to go get a bucket? And if it's not, immediately apparent and if he can't immediately just take take his defender with a crossover then that's when he passes out for a shot or something you know or if the defense crashes and that's when he's passing out for the shot but i think that russell westbrook is coming down the court and they're gonna go and it's like okay now we're gonna run a set for russell westbrook when Kyrie brings out the ball down the court it's like let me get a basket and if that doesn't work then i'm gonna pass it out because Kyrie is a score first kind of player and that's his role primarily even though he's a point guard even though he's only you know six three it's like I'm a scorer, not necessarily a player. I would, I would say you're saying that Russell Westbrook, uh, sorry, that Kyrie Irving catches on the wing and he's looking at the basket, saying, "Let me go get a bucket." Yeah, I think I think Russell Westbrook, it's the same thing. I think it's it's the exact same thing, and I think that's how Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook kind of gets his but ten assists. That may like degrade how good of like a passer he is. But I think Russell Westbrook is able to get ten assists per game for the past four years because he's so like he might be the best person in the league at just getting past a defender to where he can take it to the rim or because they have to double you I take I take there, Kyrie there's a, there's a guy wide open I take like, Kyrie Russell, Russell Westbrook Russell as Westbrook. a finisher around the rim and okay, as no, no. a and okay, as tra- getting past the defender I take Kyrie we're not I take Kyrie finishing. we're not talking about finishing talking- <laughs> <laughs> didn't you just talk about finishing? no no no. <laughs> no no we're talking about getting to the rim we're talking okay, about- I still take Kyrie Kyrie's got the best handles ever that's disrespectful <laughs> to who Allen Iverson <laughs> still Kyrie's okay, over okay but um, I, I don't think so. I think Russell Westbrook, it's not like, okay, this may be going against the whole Russell Westbrook uh, is an awesome passer thing, but Russell Westbrook, he doesn't get his 10 assists a game from having, like, these backdoor cuts and just having, like, being really good off of the pick and roll to, like, try to, like, slide one in past the defender. He gets it by, like, blowing by his defender, what, like, 20 yeah. times a game, like, like 15 times a game, and either getting getting a shot at the rim or because like he gets past him so much, there's so much help defense where it's a dump off. I think you can say the same thing about Kyrie seven though. No, you can't because you've been you've been you've been talking about for like 16 minutes about how the offense doesn't go through Kyrie Irving. It goes like oh we're passing it around and that's why Kyrie Irving doesn't get as many assists. No, no, no. What what I mean though is like Kyrie gets the ball and then he's driving and then he passes out or you know but like when Kyrie gets the ball, I th- I'm saying that. 
Kyrie brings it up and it gets passed around and sometimes it ends up back in Kyrie's hands and then he looks to score and if he doesn't get it then he'll get an assist okay that's you know or he brings the ball up the court he passes and then it turns into a shot whereas Russell Westbrook every time down it's Russell Westbrook brings it up let's run a set let's run a pick and roll let's run Russell Westbrook's gonna attack the basket then pass it it's always the first option is Russell Westbrook making something happen and I don't think the first option is always Kyrie making the play. But you think just because of that, Kyrie Irving is still equally as good as getting to the at getting to the rim and kicking out. Yeah, I think it he's just better. Ha- it just happens so much less. And I don't, Brad even, know, I don't like even know stupid, if it, like, I don't even know if it happens like more or less. You know, I don't I don't know because I don't I don't really watch like, Westbrook that much. But. Then like like I don't understand like where this is coming from to like kind of just like I think like if if Westbrook's here in terms of like shot creation for mm-hmm. like his teammates and all of that like I don't know how like you, we're just automatically putting Kyrie Irving up here with him just denoting the Celtics system and saying that oh yeah they have no, like I'm Marcus not, Morris I'm on not the even, team I'm not they even have trying Terry to Rozier say on their team I'm not even trying to say like, the Celtics system I do think that Russell Westbrook is a better player than Kyrie but I think that the difference between wait what Ky- I'm saying I said that I'm saying that Russell Westbrook I think is he's a better play better playmaker than Kyrie oh, he's, he's a better player. player I said I meant to say playmaker okay. I think Kyrie is a better score. I think the difference between Kyrie's scoring, Kyrie's versatility as a score, and in, in, in Westbrook's versatility as a score, and his efficiency as a score, and, and Westbrook's efficiency as a score, is greater than the difference between their playmaking. And I, th- uh, and I th- also think that their mentality is very different. And that's sort of like, like I think that Westbrook's mentality as a playmaker suits suits getting ten assists better than Westbrook's than Kyrie's does. I I, I guess I see where you're coming from there. However, I also I wanted to talk about this because I feel like we've talked about like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, I just want to talk about one last f- one last facet of this argument. Mm-hmm. I kind of really like the fact that Russell Westbrook is going like a hundred and forty percent, not hundred ten percent. He's yeah. going hundred and forty percent for forty eight minutes a game, and when talking about that in the context of the playoffs, I want that guy rather than the guy who's just like really like cool, whatever. Just, just okay, like cool. Like, yeah, I think that. Kyrie's Kyrie's like leadership and passion on the court. You can make the argument that that is greater than Kyrie's than the, the one than what Kyrie shows. Even though Kyrie's like apologized for his, I guess lapses in leadership this season. I think that you can make the argument that um, that that Westbrook's been better. Yeah. All right. But let's. I think we spent enough time on Westbrook versus Kyrie. So let's talk about. I guess some of the other. Oh, matches. we had this. We had this talk about. Who would you rather if if your team is free agency? Who would you rather sign to like a max contract, Chris Middleton or Jimmy Butler? Yeah, and I know you probably say Jimmy Butler, or sorry, I, I you, you probably Middleton. say Chris Middleton. I say Jimmy Butler. Tell me why it's Chris Middleton. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not. I don't even necessarily like. I'm thinking like as a secondary option, right? On like a championship team, maybe even a third guy. I don't. I don't know. I think that I would have. I'd rather have Chris Middleton than Jimmy Butler. Um, including if it was the 76ers. I think the 76ers right now they would be better off with Chris Middleton than Jimmy Butler. And I think that the the uh, I'm not sure if the Bucks the Bucks might be better with Jimmy Butler than Chris Middleton. I don't know, but Chris Middleton's. I think that Chris Middleton is much more willing than Jimmy Butler to take the back seat. And in and be the secondary guy who will do whatever it takes to win without being selfish and like concerned with getting his own, you know? Like I think Chris Middleton every game is thinking like, how do I win instead of like 
how much am I going to be involved in the win? Oh, okay. Like you're basing I, that off of like the Timberwolves or whatever. I think I think that years. that Chris Middleton. I think that talent wise, Jimmy Butler and Chris Middleton are very comparable, and maybe even Jimmy Butler is a little bit better. But I like that. I like Chris Middleton is a locker room guy a lot more than I like so Jimmy Butler. Would you also be taking Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler? In the Sixer situation, yes. It depends. It depends on the. It depends on the team. But I think that Jimmy Butler is a little bit too selfish. I think that, like you know, when we saw there was that game between Bulls and Sixers that went. I think it was Bulls and Sixers, but it went into like they like come back out under the court, and Jimmy Butler had already started ranting to the whole coaching staff about like how the last play was bad, you know. And so when they came back out and they had to like rerun the last half a second. They ran a play for Jimmy Butler, and it didn't work out. But but it, they but Jimmy Butler basically demanded the ball when they came back out. And I don't think I just don't think that Chris Middleton would be the kind of guy who like if he didn't get the play and the play okay. didn't work, because then would then he would go and complain. I I understand that, but I think Chris Middleton is kind of just almost like a role player with like insanely good abilities for a role player in terms of shot creation. I'm saying he's a role player who can create his own shot, and for that I think he's like. He, he's probably he's a better third option than Jimmy Butler. I would say that I just in a like in a vacuum cr- building my own team, in terms of who I would sign this offseason, I don't want my third option to be to be getting max money. That's what I would say. I, I don't want my yeah, th- I don't, want, don't, I don't think... want my third option to get thirty five million dollars a year. Wait, so are you saying that Chris Middleton would get max money and Jimmy Butler wouldn't? I think they would both get max money. Yeah. I, I just think Jimmy, Wait, so but, Jimmy Butler. Sorry, that wasn't clear. Jimmy Butler is more capable and a better second option than Chris Middleton is. Well, Chris, yeah. well, Chris Middleton is a better third option but, than Jimmy Butler is. I don't know, but their, their but games are just built. I would think me. I I agree with I agree with part of it because I don't think that that Jimmy Butler is entirely fit for the third option because I think that we sort of seen like as great of a player as Jimmy Butler is playing alongside Ben Simmons, Tobias Harris, and Joel Embiid hasn't worked out the best because I think that Jimmy Butler wants his touches and he's a better player. He just player. hit a game winner last night. Yeah. So. And, and, and I'm not saying, like, like he's still a fantastic player. So he's, it's still going to work out. It, you, like, when you have that much talent, it's think you're going to get wins. And they have been on a great streak. But I think that, like, the whole... I think there's too much tension between that team of, like, Jimmy Butler wants the ball in his hands and he wants to be the kind of guy who's... They're going to run sets where it's Jimmy Butler and let Jimmy Butler's going to get his... Um, is going to go get his buckets, and he's going to go, you know, ISO. And I don't think that Chris Middleton would demand that. So I think that there's certain, certain situations where, like, if if Chris Middleton was the second or third guy, like, he's going to be more willing to let the first option, the second option, I'm, take I'm, a bigger role. I'm drawing the line between second and third option. I, I'm, I'm so just out here. here saying, no matter what, on my NBA roster, I don't want my third option to be getting $35 million. I just, I just like, would okay. not sign him for that. I would say, if, if, if I'm a team... I need a second option. Mm-hmm. I'm going out and I'm getting Jimmy Butler because like he's not as good as a third option. If I'm going out for a third option, I'll get Chris Middleton over Jimmy Butler, but I'm not going to be able to do that for like $25 yeah. million as opposed to $35 million. So I'm I, saying no matter what, if I have max money, I'm not going to give that to Chris Middleton because he's really good as a third option, and I don't think like but, that's but really going to help my team. I understand that, but at the same time, like... How do you just ignore the fact that Chris Middleton's been the second option on the best team in the league this year? Because they are the best assembled team in the league this year. But they're I think you would agree with me. I think you would agree with me. The six, the, 
Yeah, but part of that credit's got to go to Chris Middleton. Okay, but like, because <laughs> talent wise, that is not a very good team after Chris Middleton. Giannis, I, yes, Chris Middleton. Yes, it is. And then who they're, else is like? No, they're the best built yes. team in the NBA. Everyone fits together. They have a top five coach. Like yeah, I, like yeah, okay. like part of that goes to Chris Middleton, but part of that right, goes but, to everyone on but, that ro- on that roster. But who on that roster is get should get deserves a lot of credit if it's not Chris Middleton and Giannis? Malcolm Brogdon, Brooke Lopez, Nico Miritich, Eric Bledsoe. Nico Miritich is like in the last you know like fifteen games. I mean, like the, the Nico Miritich is pretty recent. So. Ersan Ilyasova. But Ersan Ilyasova is not like I'm, playing big minutes. But I'm saying just top to bottom. This team's bench is blowing other benches out. This team's starting lineup okay. is blowing other Fair. starting lineups out. But Chris Middleton is the second option on the best team in the league. So how can you say that you would rather have Jimmy Butler as a second option when Jimmy Butler was the second because option on hard. Minnesota it's really, and it didn't work it's out? It's really... Okay, like he was low-key the first option on Minnesota, but I'm going to yeah, blow right. past that. I'm going to say that this team, this team right here... I have the roster up on my computer. This team right here isn't built... It is built like really well, and as a front office, it's really hard to build a team that's built this well, where you have guys yes. one on cheap deal. Brooke Lopez but is going to get but how do you count, three times the amount of money that he's getting paid this year. How do you penalize Chris Middleton for that? I don't understand. Like, like no matter how well built the team is, like you got to look at. Obviously, Giannis is the MVP this season. Probably he's gonna. It, I, he's, I so he it, deserves I, all the credit in the world. But then after that, like it's got to go to Chris Middleton. Like. When you look at the most the most important role players in the league, or like you know most important like next guys in the league, we already talked about Russell Westbrook and Paul George. Like whichever one of those is the second guy, incredibly valuable. You know, like Steph Curry and Kevin Durant. The other one is going to be incredibly valuable. But like after I, like I don't think the there's same not thing, many I don't second think the same options for better than Chris Middleton. Now I don't think this, the same thing goes for this Bucks team though because they're think, so well rounded. The, yeah, and the thing that pops into my mind is like. This like rewarding Chris Middleton for being on for being the second option on this team is yeah. almost like the same thing as as rewarding like a rookie who's averaging like not not a rookie but like a a pretty good player who's averaging like insane numbers on a bad team. It's almost and like giving him a lot of credit for that. It's almost like it's the same principle. Like it's like should How he really be give, should he be really given that credit because it's a bad team? Should he really be given like? all this credit because it's a good team whereas it's a good team because the milwaukee bucks roster is very good i don't really get the comparison but i, I understand i understand that the milwaukee bucks roster is very good and how well built that is but at the same time i think that the, the reason that i take chris middleton over jimmy Butler is because when you have chris middleton on your roster chris middleton is going to play his role no matter what role that is when jimmy butler walks into that locker room he's looking around and he's considering everybody else as almost like competition for shots i think i don't i, I just don't think that's the case I don't, that, that wasn't what happened with like minnesota really that, that's not what happened then, it was just like then what else then what, the, then what was, did happen? you just said that he was the first option but he shouldn't have been the first option it should have been cat i think they were both the first option just like they so how can that happen both the first option all right. Okay. I, th- I think I think it was kind of similar, and it, they were going it, through that transition that... period. Also, I think that like Jimmy Butler, going back to the second option versus third option thing. One, he's just a better shot creator. We can just say that yes. first. So, which is yes. why like he's better suited for the second option. He'll, he's I better think, creating his own I shot. Think yeah. He's like he doesn't have as good of a three pointer, but I think he has at least as good of a mid range, if not a better one. He can mid-range, finish. Yeah, he yeah, can finish better at the rim, and he can just he can just get by his defender better. I where think I, I take Chris Middleton on defense though. I think it's very close. I think it's very close. Like you can't, you yeah. can't be out here saying Jimmy Butler isn't close to any 
yeah, good any, defender, any, any, any good any. defender in this league. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I would say he's definitely top like six. Yeah, just because I mean, obviously, as great as a defender as Giannis is, like you have to give him credit for that too. But this is like the best defender in, in the league. In terms of versatility, they can both guard yeah. one, two, three, four. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I think, like, yeah, just I, in terms of if I'm a if to conclude, if I'm a free, if I'm a team this summer and I want to go get a second option, I'm going to get Jimmy Butler. If I want to go get a third option, I'm not picking Chris Middleton because he's going to want $35 million. That's my closing remark. But you think that Chris Middleton is you, you think that Chris Middleton is better suited as a third option than yes. Jimmy Butler is? Yes. And you think that Jimmy Butler is better suited as a second option than Chris Middleton is? Yes. But you don't think that any third option in the league is worth as much money as Chris Middleton could potentially get? Yeah. I don't think that... I also... Like, I don't think that $35 million is necessarily, like, as the max that... Chris Middleton would get like maybe it is uh, yeah it is it is maybe thirty two or thirty five yeah. all right then like that that kind of makes sense like I don't know if if I was the Knicks I'd be happy to have Chris Middleton as second option like that's just me I'd also be happy to have Jimmy Butler as, as a second option but I'd be willing to pay Chris Middleton thirty five thirty two million dollars for as to be a third option okay so agree to disagree yeah Uh, Thank you for listening to this episode of Space the Floor NBA Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Uh, If you're listening on iTunes, subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, subscribe and leave this video a like. We'd really appreciate it. Yeah, let us know also if you want to see a part two to this where we talk about maybe some other sort of this kind of mashups. And let us know who is right, which side you agree with. right in like the comments below. Follow us on Instagram at Space the Floor Podcast and on Twitter at Space the Floor. And we hope you enjoyed. My name is Connor Geelan. And I'm Connor Flattery. And see you next time. Peace.